Hey everyone, welcome to episode 11 of Never a Nut, Always a Legume, an open and honest discussion about peanuts and peanut innovators. I'm Ryan Hecht, I'll be your host, and I can see the phones have, are already lighting up. Um, today we're going to be talking about uh, the the man who innovated PB slices, which is kind of a cheese type uh, thing that you can, but it's made actually made out of peanut butter. You wrap it around a banana, and it can be very delicious. You can put it in sandwiches, you can... <clears throat> Excuse me, uh, Ryan? What? I'm sorry, is that you? Wait, Ryan, Brian, what, what are you doing here? What are you doing here? This is uh, the Be More Smarter studio. Um, I was we doing, normally record Fill Me In. Right, a, I was doing, I thought I was doing Never and Not Always Legume. I don't uh, think that you actually record that show. I think that's all in your imagination, in fact. I it think is? That's, yeah, I think you open up your imagination chest at the foot of your bed and you put on wigs and costumes and act out Never and Not Always a Legume in front of the mirror. Should I take off my wig? Uh, I really wish you would. So this is this is actually fill me in. It's oh. a crossword podcast. Oh, yeah, we talk about crossword puzzles here. Since when? Well, it's uh, I think since about April two thousand eight. Really? Yeah, pretty oh. much on a weekly well, basis. Let's 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 just do that then. I think we should. Although, if you have any uh, extra of those sort of peanut butter slices to wrap around the banana, I, that actually sounds quite delicious. So <laughs> I, I think I'd like one. All right, I'm not sure what I'm going to do with all these people who've called in. Uh, <laughs> we'll we'll get to your calls later. All right, um, so uh, I guess episode 56? This is episode 56 of, of Fill, Fill Me, Me In, in. Uh, uh, doubling uh, secretly as episode 11 of Never a Nut. Uh, is well, that what happens? And, yeah. Okay. And what do we have on the show today? Uh, <laughs> today on the show, we're going to entertain you with stories of the arc. We're going to talk about uh, a couple of contests, including our own Lollapazoola, we're going to have a thunder round, and of course, we're going to bring you the second installment of how to pronounce Sean Vonksathorn's name. Oh, I'm excited about all that. of that is coming up after the Be More Smarter Band tickles your fancy <laughs> with this fine selection. Tickle away. <laughs> It's like a musical feather. Oh my goodness! I, I've never laughed so hard in my life. That's As not either true. have I. Uh, what's first? First is. Are you going to do that? That, that no, crazy no, snapping? no, no. I, like, I love that snapping. No, from last that was week. horrible. Ah. Oh. Viewer mail. Opening it up. Our first viewer mail this week comes to us from Mike Nothnagel. He finally uh, reemerged. Who? 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 Uh, it's Mike Nothnagel, the pen pal extraordinaire, constructor of the Friday puzzle. Uh, Mike has given us some answers to some questions. Um, these uh, questions came from both episodes 54 and 55. Uh, the first one, what's the penalty for bastardization of a nickname? Mike says, I suggest a two-pronged penalty. Prong number one, the person whose nickname is mispronounced, misstated, or otherwise misspoken earns double credit for the mispronounced on-air mention. Ooh. Perhaps this can be facilitated by the misspeaker immediately issuing an apology to said person, making sure to state their name correctly, of course. Prong number two, five yards. <laughs> See, I knew it was going to be five yards. <laughs> you were right. You were right. Well, uh, what do you think about that? I, I, I don't I don't know if I like the idea of double credit. Well, why don't we see what Crosscam winner of the contest thinks about the whole thing? Uh, Crosscam winner of the contest is going to have to chime in and let us know what he thinks. I don't think we have a segment about the spreadsheet in today's episode. Well, but... we've just uh, stuck Oh, well, it there in. it was. Uh, let's see. Mike Nothnagel continues. Uh, what do we do when we don't agree with each other? 
He suggests we can either A, call in an unbiased third-party mediator chosen by popular vote of your podcast listeners, or B, poke each other with sharp sticks until one of you gives in or passes out from blood loss, or maybe both. I I I get nauseous at the sight of blood. At the sight of your own blood or other people's blood? Uh, both. Really? And when it's mixed in together? Yeah, what about all blood mixed together like in a swirling eddy? I'm actually kind of losing color right now. Are you? <laughs> oh, my goodness, you are. Would you like a slice of peanut? <laughs> <laughs> to wrap around a banana? Uh, to wrap around something. I don't know. Uh, the, the last question that Mike answers for us, if we had a sports stadium named after us, where would it be and what sport would be played there? Mike says, Ryan and Brian Stadium, soon to be renamed Be More Smarter Industries Field, is located <laughs> in Rio de Janeiro, Brazil, RB, 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 and is home to the world's first rotisserie baseball team. Uh, I don't quite know how that's going to happen since rotisserie baseball has been around for a very long time. Well, I think the, we uh, couldn't the, possibly host the, the first team. The first live team. The first live team. The how one, would we actually pull that off? We could pull it off. Really? Yeah. Okay. We pull a lot of things off. Well, okay, maybe in your own time, on your own show. Uh, you know, it, uh, as a side note to that, uh, Doug Peterson, Crossword Gentleman, A Man About Town, did suggest what sport should be played at the Ryan and Brian he Stadium. He said Highlight. He did. He, in fact, said Highlight, which I think uh, I think we're almost ready to, to field a Highlight team of our own. We have a Goikachea. We, we have our very own Goikachea. We have an Ayurveda. Do we? I think so. I can't remember if he actually signed the contract or not. Well... I think I think he has. <laughs> okay. So so I guess it's up to it's it's either going to be high ally or, or rotisserie. rotisserie. Now is rotisserie baseball anything like rotisserie chicken? Well, it was it was it was invented in a rotisserie chicken restaurant. It was. Yes. So that's how it's connected. I was actually asking you a silly or question, wait, wait. hoping that you would run off with it, wait, but instead you actually answered sincerely. Wait, was maybe rotisserie chicken was invented in a rotisserie, in a rotisserie baseball, baseball restaurant? restaurant? That could be what it was. Really? Yeah. I, I thought it was the, the other way around. I think the chicken is named after the baseball. Which came first, the chicken or the baseball? You know what people, you know what they do on the Rockies broadcasts? Oh, <laughs> what do they do on the, is this a riddle? What no, do they no. do on the Rockies broadcast? I, listened to the, I was listening to the Rockies broadcast, the Colorado Rockies. They always call it the baseball. The baseball? He was pee through the baseball. It's yeah. never the ball. Yeah, it's the baseball. It's always the baseball. You know, I don't like it when they do that in other sports too. When I'm listening, I'm watching a football game and they keep talking about carrying the football or, you know. Throwing the football into the end. Of course it's the football. That's what we're watching. I know. Uh, very frustrating. How about how about announcers who say, in order to win this game, team's going to have to put a few more points on the <laughs> yeah, board. Yeah, of course. Really? You think? This is this team really wants to try to get a few more runs now. Yeah. yeah. Oh, they're down by three. They're going to have to score at least four more. I think they they're, yeah, their plan is really to score four yeah, more. I'll bet that is their plan. They're sitting there in the dugout saying, oh. How many runs do we need to score in order to win this game? <laughs> Somebody it, get an is abacus. It, is it two? Is it? Is it? How many runs is it? This is. Is this a different podcast? <laughs> yeah, this is my other podcast. How many runs do you need to come back from this loss? Look for that in uh, the the first minute of next week's podcast. <laughs> Uh, moving on, uh, viewer mail from, um, God, I was about to say Alyssa Milano. <laughs> oh, wow. By Amanda Yesnowitz, unparalleled <laughs> parallel verse engineer, a shining light to us all. She titles her email, viewer mail, seven of nine. Another assignment for the research department of the Be More Smarter offices. And I like the way she spells it. It's one word. It's all one word, just with the capital, uh, the, the capital initial B, caps. the capital M, and the capital S. I like it. Yeah. Could be, so it could be shortened to BMs. 
Oh, dear. <laughs> oh, dear. What have we gotten ourselves into? Uh, another assignment for the research department. Whose nickname, including the person's name itself, is the longest? I'm Who? guessing Barry, Grimaldi, and the Noth would be my biggest competition. Amanda, U-P-V-E-A-S-L-U-T-U-A-F, Plum of Discord. <laughs> what was the last part? F. Oh, plum F? Of, plum of Discord. There's no F? No, you're right. Where's there an F? It was towards the back. Flum of Discord? Um, She's the Plum of Discord now? I, I think it's Barry C. Silk, friend and confidant of Doug Peterson, crossword gentleman and man about time. I don't think... You, do? I don't you think don't think that Mike Nothnagel, pen pal extraordinaire, constructor of the Friday puzzle is longer? Um, or Stephen Grant, nay, Stephen Edwards, a.k.a. Stephen Grimaldi Grant? I still think it's Barry. I wish there was some really? way we could figure this out. I really wish there was. If anybody out there listening can figure this out... Somebody get an abacus! Anybody! How many names do we need to be longer? What? <laughs> What was that? I don't know. Get an abacus. No, that's what you said. Yeah, that's that's Say my again. Get an abacus. <laughs> I sounded like Cher. In, in, get an abacus. In what? In what? In moonlighting. In moonlighting. Like Cher in moonlighting. Uh, so our next viewer mail comes uh, to us from Greg Farneth. It is titled Kate Hirsch's brother, Greg. <laughs> this is the, the bleeding <laughs> of two worlds. Hello, gentlemen. I am reasonably confident that I do indeed exist, contrary to what you may believe. I'm a bioinformaticist. What? Which sounds like a totally made-up job title, I admit. <laughs> Working for the National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Diseases. My lab is located in rural <laughs> Hamilton, Montana. Brian. That's, Brian. <laughs> what is this? Brian, get down to the part where he talks about crosswords. Uh, let me see. Where is that part? Um, Isn't there? Uh, uh, no. There's, there's no part here about crosswords. How does he sign it off? Cheers, Greg. Thanks, Greg. <laughs> Thank you very much, Greg. Always good to hear from my friend's brothers. Yes. Our next... Oh, this is this is from a different segment. Why is this in that pile? Uh, I don't is, know. This is... All right. Well, then we're going to go to that. Don't... So I do this next? What is that? This is our next viewer mail. Yeah, I don't know why this was in... You piled the viewer mails. Apparently I did. All right. Do you want me to do that one? No. Well, that's after viewer mail. Well, what's before viewer mail? <laughs> we already did that. It just happened. When? Just now. Uh, welcome to Never a Nut, Always a Legume. <laughs> I'm Ryan Hecht, and this is a... Wait a minute. I'll now. be playing the part of Amanda. And I will be reading the next viewer mail. The next viewer mail comes to us from Joe Cabrera, Boston Ma for now. Dear highly esteemed Ryan and equally esteemed and equally high Brian. <laughs> Scarpinos? What the heck is a Scarpinos? Did you perhaps mean Santarpio's for that pizza place in Boston? That is what I meant. Oh dear, guess your butcher shop isn't just open to the Vonsathorn family. <laughs> this, I guess is the butcher. The, my butcher shop is my mouth. I guess that's what is that what he's saying? <laughs> did, did you not understand that last week? Last week, when Chon Vonsathorn suggested that if the podcast thing doesn't work out, we could open a butcher shop. I think what he meant was in butchering information before oh, distributing it to the masses. Oh. You didn't understand last week. At all. No. Do you now? Now I do. Okay. I'll go back in time. Please do. Let me know what it's like. Send me a postcard. I will. Joe Cabrera continues, Also, I noticed in the episode before last that you avoided saying a name just to avoid upping that person's count in Crosscan's list. Aren't you afraid that now you're aware of the list... Now, aren't you afraid that now that you're aware of the list, that you'll be affecting its result? Uh, there's too many that's in that sentence. Take some out. Aren't you af- I'm going to take all How many are out. in there? there are Get an abacus. Aren't you afraid now you're aware of the list, you'll be affecting its results? Did you take them all out? Oh, yeah. Wow, it made more sense. 
Aren't you afraid? Now you're aware of the list. You'll be affecting its... I'm going to take out all the words that have a T in them. Okay. You afraid? Now you're aware <laughs> of... You'll be... List. Oh, list that has a T. Uh, it's like you've got some low-scale Schrodinger's cat thing going on. Boy, that last episode sure had a lot going on. I need to go lie down and recover. Regards, Joe Cabrera, Boston. Now, wait, now the Schrodinger, Schrodinger's cat was they put the cat in a box, and the cat is it simultaneously dead and alive. Right? Uh, I don't know. What is that what it is? Yes. Explain it. Well, you put the cat in the box. Yeah. And then... Uh, and Do then you close the box? You close the box. You seal it up with tape? Are there styrofoam packing peanuts in the box with the cat? I think so, for, for him or her to play with. Okay, do you put food in there, too? I don't think you put food in there. What about a litter box? Wait, I think you put it in with a piece of poison. So you put a cat and some poison in a box. You are a horrible man. I, you are a horrible human being. It's not being. me. It's Why are you trying to kill a cat? It's Schrodinger. So what is Schrodinger doing with this cat? Well, when he's not playing the piano for Lucy, yes. he is putting a cat in a box uh-huh. with a piece of poison. And then the cat is simultaneously alive and dead? Yeah, then you close the box and you don't know what's happening in there, so you can surmise that the cat is simultaneously alive and dead. Mike Nothnagel, how explain how I've gotten this wrong. Oh my god. Mike Nothnagel might be faster to explain in what ways did he get this right. I'm imagining zero. Uh, Zero ways. Zero ways I think you got that right. What are you you talking about? I think that that story that you just told is less factual than anything by Thomas Heilman. I got it all from from the song. From the song? Which song? In Cats. Remember when Schrodinger goes out and (laughs) sits on a guy in the front row and spits on him and talks about the poison? Haven't you ever seen Cats? No. Oh, no, I have not. I have not at all. By the way, I saw a picture, I think in Time Out, of hair... And of the, hair, just hair. No, of the musical hair. It's what oh. somebody warned me about not going to see. And okay. sure enough, there was some sweaty ass hippie who was sitting on a guy in the front row and gyrating and sweating all over him. Really? Yes. So hair and cats have that in common. Yes. What else do they have in common? Um, an A. Very nice. Thank you. There's an A. There it is, an A, ladies and gentlemen. Viewer mail. Closing it up. Our next segment is our weekly segment on how to pronounce John Vongsathorn's name. Yes. John gives us a little help today. He says, thanks for your treatment of my name on the podcast today. And apparently in the future, which is now. <laughs> it is now the future. Now it is the future. Now is the, the future is now. The what, future. Wait, what's that? That's a slogan. What's that from? The uh, future is now. Uh, the future is now. It's from a movie. Go. What movie is it from? Total Recall. No. Terminator. I no. Back to the Future. I think it's from the Hudsucker Proxy. The Hudsucker Proxy, isn't it? Proxy. Proxy. Is, is it from the Hudsucker Proxy? I don't know. I've it's never a great seen movie. It. I'm sure it is. You've never seen the Hudsucker Proxy? Tone Brothers. It's well, yeah. It's by the yeah. They. I, it's one of the few I haven't seen. You've not. It's brilliant. Tim I'm sure Robbins, it is. Paul Newman, Jennifer Jason Lee. I'm not saying I don't want to see it. I'm just saying I haven't Charles seen it. Charles Durning is in it. It was before. He John died. goes on to say. <laughs> Wow, okay. No, go, go on. Talk, no, 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 continue, I'm done. I'm continue done. to convince me to see a movie that I haven't seen, but I still want to see. I, I'm not saying I don't want to see it. What are you saying, then? I'm saying I just haven't seen it. Why haven't you seen it yet? I just haven't. You have the power to go back and forth through time, and you've not seen it. Now is the future. <laughs> I think it's the future is now. I haven't seen the movie. How am I... <laughs> what did you do? I don't know. I touched the piano. Get an abacus! <laughs> Uh, Chong goes on to say, 
After years of my name causing me nothing but headaches, particularly in the first day of school when eight teachers have to learn it, and also on the second day when seven of them have... have Particularly on the first day of school when eight <laughs> teachers have to learn it, and also on the second day when seven of them have forgotten it, and so forth. Isn't that how the Bible starts? I think that is how the Bible starts. They, they make eight things first, and then forget seven of them, and then make seven more. Right. Chon has finally found... Have you ever read the Bible? I read the beginning part. Which part? The part about the whales. There's a part at the beginning in Genesis all about the whales. There's a part in Genesis about whales? I swear there really, is. Really, so your summary of the Bible is that there are whales in Genesis. I was reading it in a motel. There's, there's no Adam or Eve. There's, there's, no, there's no... I just got to the Cain whales. Abel, darkness and light. I got tired. I fell asleep. In the beginning, no, whales. Just whales, huh? I think I got to in the beginning. Sean okay. has finally found friends in the Crossword community. Some <laughs> people... Uh, uh, what do, you, do you know what you're reading? I'm reading... Some people want me to get famous so they can use Chon in a grid, and some people are just intrigued by its puzzling nature. When Will Shorts asked about the name, (laughs) his streak continues. I guess so. Uh, I told him that the middle of my middle name was my first name, to which he replied, is that a puzzle? And then he proceeded to give two possible answers, one of which was correct and one of which I had never thought of, which is now a puzzle for you. Yeah, I don't know. If, do we need to like summarize this and explain it? Because we interrupted ourselves many times. His name is Chan Vongsathor. Yes, Chan is spelled X-A-N, and uh, X-A-N is the middle of his middle name. So what is his middle name? That's the puzzle. That's the puzzle. That's the puzzle. What other name is X-A-N the middle of? Do you have any idea what the answer is? I do. Is? Well, I know, do? I know okay. one of the answers. Okay. Are we? Is this an actual contest? No, I... This is not an actual contest. Because we're going to give the answers. We're we have an actual contest later. At the end of this program, we'll tell you the answer to the Chon Vongsathorn contest. All right. Because re- it's not a real contest. Let's remember not to forget that. Let's remember not to forget, because we do have real contests coming up that are not this one. So thank you, Chon. Uh, Sean? Chon? Chon? Sean? I think it's Chon. Is it? I think so. <laughs> you, you, we've been doing this for weeks now. You'd yeah. think we'd know it already. I know. Uh, you'd you'd well, think, but no. Look forward next week to the next episode of How to Pronounce Chon <laughs> Vongsathorn's Name. Moving on. The, the Ark. The Ark. The Ark. The Ark. How's your rock band drum set It's puzzle not going, going very well. No? No. Have you got any more entries in the grid? No, I still just have rock band drum set. You but know, you, do you... You do realize there's a lot more space in the grid that doesn't have to cross rock band drum set. You could put other things in. I, I, I do realize that. And you that. still have put nothing else into well, this I, grid. Well, I had a busy week. Okay. What did you do this week? I was in San Francisco. What did you do there? I, I went to a Giants game. Yeah? Yes. Who did you play for? I played for the Cardinals. And how did you do? I struck out uh, Albert Pujols. Excellent. Looking or swinging? Um, both. Oh, wow. He looked it's interesting at it. that you played for the Cardinals and managed to strike out Albert Pujols. Well, who I, also I, plays for I the subbed in, in for him. Oh, oh, so you struck out on his behalf. Yes. You didn't strike him out. Yes. Oh, interesting. Yes. So they used you as a pinch hitter. Must I, have been a very specific situation well, to lift I, the greatest hitter in modern baseball in favor of you. Well, uh, they, I, I took a look at, at the baseball uh-huh. and, uh, <laughs> and decided that I would be better at it. At the baseball? At the baseball. Uh, are you better at playing the baseball? I'm better at playing the baseball than the pool holes. Okay. Anyway, the arc. <laughs> the main thing about the arc is you created two puzzles and posted them on the blog. I did. Which, to rave reviews. Uh, no, uh, to mixed reviews. There were some people who liked them and some people who didn't. But the, I think the main thing people did not like... Was well, that the in the in, themed, the in the themed puzzle? The main thing people didn't like was that all my theme entries went down, and people kept saying they should all go across. Incidentally, I did them down for two reasons. One, 
my theme was summarized with uh, an entry, Summer. Summarized. I like uh, that. And I wanted Summer to fit in the bottom right corner of the grid, so it would be one of the last clues read. Right. Uh, and I couldn't figure out a way to do that with all of my theme answers going across. I had trouble with that. Okay. Uh, so I just rotated the whole thing, and I did it down because you'd never see theme answers going down. But apparently you don't see theme answers going down because nobody likes theme answers to go down. I didn't know this. Well, there, now we know. So now you know. So actually, I, I have since redesigned it slightly, and my theme entries are going across, and I don't know if I've put this new one up there. I may have already, but as I'm working on it, I'll, I'll post another revision of it. And what is your next step? Uh, well, my next step with that one is to try to fix a couple of things that people didn't like very much, but we got a lot of, I got a lot of good feedback on it. You got a lot of great feedback. Fantastic assistance from some people. I'm probably going to forget one or two, but Doug Peterson, Crossword Gentleman and Men About Town, June Pock, Squirrel of Discord, uh, Andrea Carla Michaels, does she have a nickname? Not yet. Okay, Andrea Carla Michaels was very helpful. Uh, a number of people wrote in some great things. Those are the three that pop quickly to mind. But there are other people. There are others. And, and just you... because we haven't mentioned your name does not mean that you are not thanked. Yes, in our you hearts. are thanked. You are not uh, going to get a spot on the spreadsheet, but you are still thanked. Profusely. Okay. <laughs> not profusely <laughs> enough to mention your name. No, not really. But profusely in a indirect manner. Should we keep going? Oh. Well, what else is happening with the arc? Oh, my th- and my theme less puzzle. I-, I actually got a lot of positive feedback. Oh, uh, Dan Fayer, winner of the C Division, winner of the B Division. Uh, very much like the themeless puzzle. He-, he liked that one. Now, are you going to submit this? Uh, I might. I need to fix a couple of things. There were-, there were too many abbreviations in it. Too many abbreviated words and acronyms, and, and that's no good. So I, I want to try to open up the corners a little bit. There were a lot of three-letter answers, and I want to try to open something up so some of those become four-letter answers, uh, if I can, just to get some more real words in there. So that's what I'm working on now with the themeless. Wonderful. Yeah. And we're going to actually try to do do one together. Eventually. Eventually. Someday. Yes. Somehow. All right, moving on to Peter's contest. Yeah, Peter Gordon Triple Threat. He had a contest on last week's show. The contest was to take these two letter patterns, A-A-B-A and B-B-A-B, replace the A with a different vowel and the B with a different consonant, and you'll get two strings of four letters. If you choose the right vowel and consonant, you'll get the last four letters of the names of a famous married couple. And who is that married couple? We got several answers, uh, all of which were correct. I can't believe anybody got this correct. You can't. You were not able to figure it out. No, no, I couldn't. Uh... Well, it was a little bit tricky because one of the two people, the uh, the woman, the A A B A cryptogram entry, those four letters are not all within one name. They it's... are split within two of the names. The, the the first letter is the last letter of her first name. Indeed. And the last three letters are the full... <laughs> the entirety. The entirety of her last name. Yeah. And, of course, this uh, famous married couple uh, is Yoko Ono and John Lennon. Yes. Very, very clever. Very I have clever. to wonder, like, how did Peter Gordon come up with this? Did he just happen to notice one day that Yoko Ono and John Lennon had this this sort of reversal uh, cryptogram naming thing going on? Mike Nothnagel? <laughs> how did Peter Gordon Triple Threat come up with this contest? We eagerly await your answer, yes. Mike. Uh, so now we're going to pick a winner. We are. We're going to pick a winner, and we're going to do it uh, courtesy of our friends at random.org. So uh, strap on your later hosen. And... <laughs> now, how do you strap on later hosen? Oh, you can strap it on. <laughs> oh, can you really? Trust me. Do you wear later hosen when you do never a nut, always a legume? <laughs> no. <laughs> Is that your final answer? <laughs> Mike Nothnagel, yes, does Ryan wear later hosen when he does never a nut, always a legume? <laughs> uh... 
Yodel away. And the winner is... The winner is... Raymond Hamill. Raymond Hamill. Raymond writes to us from Wisconsin. He does. Yeah. I, th- I don't know what he does in Wisconsin. Raymond, drop us another note. Tell us more about yourself. Yes. And, and in that note, tell us your address. So we, and, and, and what te- you want for a prize. Yes. Tell us what you want for a prize. And, and if it would happen to be a, a, a scratchy Yahtzee book... That would be something. That would be okay. That if would, what you happen to want, yeah. Is it, it's a How sc- does that work, a scratchy Yahtzee book? It's, it, it's very scratchy. It, what do you mean? Like you scratch? It's, it's not like scratch and sniff. sniff. It's not no? scratch and sniff. So what do you, how does the scratching figure in? Um, it's, it, it figures in prominently. Okay. Well, Raymond, if you would like a scratchy Yahtzee book, just say the word and it is yours. <laughs> oh, and I have caught up with my sending out of the other prizes. So the other people should be getting them uh, momentarily. Uh now, now, when you say momentarily, do you actually mean, like, within the next few moments? Well, I, it depends on when you're listening to this. Not you. I'm listening to this on a daily basis. <laughs> this right now? This right now. <laughs> I am in the future listening to it. All right. Are you going to, to explain our next puzzle that comes to us from Todd McKay? Uh, I can, unless you'd like to. You didn't understand it when you read it. Well, you then, want to read it now? Yes, I'll read it now. All right. It's, uh, why, 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 can't, why are you It's fully... this part. <laughs> oh, now I'm nauseous. Okay. All right. This comes to us from Todd McKay. Yes, Todd McKay. Uh, he was a big NPL guy. He is. NPL. Not NPR. No, 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 no. He is not our friend who works for NPR. He's... No. <laughs> is, that, is that not fair? Can no. I not do that? No, you can do that. Are you sure? No, it's fine. All right. Um... So, uh, he, he says, here's one that you might enjoy, given your backgrounds in theater. I was recently looking through my bookshelf and spotted two books that I bought when I was studying theater in college. One is a textbook, and the other is a play. The title of the textbook, two words, enumeration 6-3, is fairly generic, and inferable as a book that might be used by a first-year theater, theater student. If you delete the second letter of this title and then move what is now the fourth letter to the second position, you get the title of the play. Can you figure out these two titles? Scroll down for the answers. <laughs> yeah, scroll down for the answer if you would. <clears throat> so, okay. Was that, was that clear? Did so you, you understand it this time? There's a textbook. There's the, a textbook. The title is 6-3. Yes, the, that's the number of letters in each of the two words of the title. Okay, so then you take the title of this textbook, which is yep. fairly generic. Yes. And then you delete the second letter of that title. Yes. And then move what is now the fourth letter. What is now the fourth letter? To the second position. So what used to be the fifth letter and what is now the, the fourth, fourth letter, letter. Then you move that to the second position. Where the deleted letter w- once was. Yes. I'm just clarifying yes. here. Okay. You get the title of the play. Can you figure out these two titles? Scroll down for the answers. All right. I do. Can I ask a question? Yes. I'm not sure if I can ask this. We know the enumeration of the textbook. We do not know the enumeration of the play. That's correct. All right. I just wanted to make that part clear. You have a, a clear as a bell. Excellent. I am clear as a bell. So, uh, Can we have a bell sound here? Can anybody in the sound department provide us with a bell sound right about now? Beautiful. Wow. That, that was, really, was wonderful. I had no idea there was anybody even working here. <laughs> uh, show yourself. <laughs> That's very, very strange. Bring out your later hosen. <laughs> Strap them on. Strap them on. Bring me an abacus. And tell us how to pronounce John Vonsethorn. <laughs> Uh, so, What's next? Oh, wait, uh, wait. Uh, send us your... Oh, yeah, you your... have to send your answers to this contest. You have to email us at rbxblog at gmail.com, and you have to, your answer must be submitted by the time Ryan leaves work Friday morning. If you want to text 
version of the puzzle. Just email us and ask for it. But send us the, with the with the the code word. The is code word is going to be Papelbon. 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 We will continue to have that be the code word until somebody actually uses it. <laughs> and now with the later hosen and the abakai. Really, this is only going to be the updates about Lollapazula. Uh, <laughs> Never mind that. <laughs> Lollapazula is still get sitting. back. Do you like how I actually turned around? <laughs> you did. Put your mutineer away. <laughs> Lollapazoola is still scheduled for August 22nd. August 22nd. That's a Saturday in August. It is indeed. We have figured out one thing, and we are working on figuring out another thing. This is going... Here is how much it's going to be. It is going to be $19.100. <laughs> that yes. is what it's going to cost you, deci- $19.100. We decided to make it $20, and I can assure you that all of that, all of our money... that, Like I said last week, it's, that is our budget. That is our budget. Last last year we did this and we actually lost money on it. Which we had we a great time, but we lost money, and we don't want to lose money this time around. So, and we want the snacks to be better. We want the prizes to be better. We yes. want everything to be. We want the room. We might have and to we, get a bigger room. We also feel like if you pay more, then you are going to have a better time. Yes, that's our goal. Uh, so twenty dollars, and we'll figure out at some point how to do that. Whether it's PayPal or you send us a check or you just pay at the door. Or something I think along those lines. I think uh, 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 PayPal, and I think I should put it up this. I said I was going to put it up last week, and I didn't. And you didn't. But I'm going to so put you're it up. Say this, the same thing now. But I'm actually going to do it. Probably won't. Twenty dollars. Twenty dollars. Twenty dollars. All right, I've already signed up. All right, and the other thing that we are working on is we're thinking about doing an elite division. Yes. And here's the reason. Uh, Lots of the the speed solvers, the the really quick speed solvers, like Howard Barkin, knower of all things. He's the great Howard Barkin. Oh well, there I get a I get a, a point. I get a demerit. You do get a demerit. Um, do, are feel sheepish about competing with mere mortals, but we and that's quite reasonable. We want to have this contest feel good for both the sheep and the mortals. Exactly. And so that means we've got Howard Barkin and Dan Fair and Doug Peterson all on one and, side and of this. John Delphin and, and yes, John hopefully Delphin, Ellen Ripstein, and John Rip- Delphin emailed us with something and included an acronym where a nickname should be. Oh right, and, and I don't know if I know what it stands I for. I you, came up with a theory of what it stands I for. I think you're right. He, uh, it was I D N N S N was the acronym he included. I D N N S N. That'll do for now. And. Uh, That'll do for that stands for that'll do for now, doesn't it? Uh, no. Oh, what? I thought it stood for I don't need no stinking nickname. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's, that's what I thought it stood for, but I don't know. So, John Delphin, if you're out there, uh, let us know if I got that right. Anyway, wrong. so we want to, we this is it's not definite that we're going to have it, but we want to try to see if it's workable, have this elite division, but we're going to have it open to anybody, anybody who wants to compete. I think pretty much if you want to be in the elite division, then just say so and you're in it. Right. And if you don't feel like you're right for the elite division, then that's fine too. And you're in the regular division with everybody else. Right. But I think we'll probably have separate prizes and separate acknowledgements for those who win the elite division versus those who win the non-elite division. Right. We need to come up with a nicer name for the non-elite division. All right. That, 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 that will be our test. We have the elite division and the spectacularly brilliant division. Sounds good. All right. All right. So the, uh, so you have the ED and the SBD, the ED and the SBD. All right. Silent, but deadly. (laughs) Now, (laughs) speaking of silent, but deadly, here comes the later hosen, the later hosen, the abakai, the hammer and Thor all in one (laughs) that we call, what do we call it? The Kentucky fried chicken bowl. Thunder round. Where are we? I don't even remember where we are. What what's going on with this? 
What? What? I don't even know. What was that sound effect that we can't remember? <laughs> I'm having a generic reaction to it. <laughs> oh, wait, no, I know. Quick, go eat your ghosts. Eat your ghosts. <laughs> eat your ghosts. Eat Monday, your ghosts. May 25th by Peter A. Collins. What's your favorite movie that contained a tree? Face Off. Tuesday, May 26th by Mike Nothnagel, pen pal extraordinaire and constructor of the Tuesday Puzzle. Quick, let's trade faces. Okay, I'll give you two Nicolas Cage faces for six Mike Nothnagel faces. Fair trade? Wednesday, May 27th by Corey Rubin. Hello, matey! What do they call thunder in England? They don't. They're on the metric system. Thursday, May 28th by Gary C. Page Turner was really good in that tree movie with Nicolas Cage. I'll trade you two Page Turner's faces for yours. <laughs> wait, wait, buzzer, buzzer, buzzer. Friday, May 29th by Randolph Ross. How many aspartames does Nicolas Cage put in his coffee? Three. Two to sweeten the coffee and one to screw it in. <laughs> Saturday, May 30th by Matt Ginsburg. Numquam iudi iniquius certationum compartum quamque hodie internas fuit. Ego wapalando ille urbarando usque ambo defesissimus. Tua culpa! <laughs> <laughs> Sunday, May 31st by Kelsey Blakely. Terence appears again? Numquam iudi iniquius certatinumnem comparatam quamque hodii enternos fruit? Ego upulande ili uberando esque ambo defesimissimus. To a copa. <laughs> <laughs> All right, the buzz, the thunder, the buzzer round is over. The thunder round is get out of here. Oh, go home. Wait, wait, wait. You what is the middle name? The middle name. John's middle name. Ah, uh, the answer is either Alexander or Roxanne. You decide.